Welcome to the Writer Dojo with your hosts, Steve Diamond. It's still me. And Larry Korea. Howdy, partners. Today's episode, Long versus Short Fiction. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Writer Dojo. We are, as always, thrilled to have you all with us. Today, we are going to discuss a topic that, that both Larry and I really, really like. Um, and some people hate writing one or the other of these. And this is this is the idea of writing short fiction versus long fiction. Oh, yeah. Short stories versus books. It's, you know, it's it's oddly such a contested topic. I'm surprised how many people dislike writing. And, and you know, it almost seems to trend one way. And that's people, some people just hate, hate, hate writing short stories. While I love them. Well, in the same time, I actually know some guys who are extremely good short fiction oh, yeah, authors. yeah, we know them. Who really struggle to put together a novel. Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder, I, I have my theories for why that is. And that's, they're, they're two completely different skill sets. They really are. Uh, I think they're, they're connected. They're mm-hmm. related. Um, I think that um, they're both valuable. And I think oh, yeah. learning to do either one makes you better. Uh, the more you can do one or the other makes you better at the other. Like the more novels I've written, the better I've gotten to short stories. The more short stories I've written, the better I've gotten novels. And so I think that, you know, they help. But there's definitely um, some guys Some guys are definitely wired for short fiction more than they are for long fiction and vice versa. So when it comes to short stories, let's talk, I, I want to go through the benefits of, of each of these. What are the coolest things for you, Larry, about writing short fiction? Um, well, right off the bat, I've written a lot of You've short fiction. three collections yeah, worth so far? Yeah, I've got two, two bound collections. It's called Target Rich Environment, and uh, I'm about ready for a third. Yeah. Um, and what it is is every time I write a novel, I will take a break and write two or three short stories and then write another novel. And, and why do you do that, Larry? I find it to be a good palate cleanser. Um, it's a totally different exercise for my brain. I can uh, get some little ideas out there. A lot of my novels began as short stories. Um, I will write a short story first to kind of experiment, you know, to test those waters. Yep. Um, now, the, the the pros of the short stories is, you know, creativity, fun. Without a lot of time investment, I can work on a short story for a couple days and I'm done. Or maybe a week at the outset for something you know like bigger, like a novella. You know, one of the things that I that I really enjoy about writing short fiction is it's kind of an ego boost. It's, oh yeah. I you know, in general, I try to keep my short stories right around five thousand words, and uh, I found that when it comes to sub- to submitting short stories for consideration to to various entities, uh, if I keep my short stories right around four to five k, um, it's it's almost it's almost short enough to where sometimes I feel like I get the, I get the, eh, the story isn't that long. We can totally fit this in here. It's not a big deal. Yeah. But I get to write a short story and I get to finish it in real short order. And then I feel good about myself because I'm like, man, yep. I finished this because guys, man, novels take a long time. There is an endor that, that can't be accentuated too much. Writers, guys, there is an endorphin rush to finishing a project. I have in my house what's called the Song of Triumph. <laughs> uh, anytime I finish a project and send it off to the editor, I play really super loud on my speakers on my computer the song Innis Mona by Alluviate, yep. which is a heavy metal, hurdy-gurdy, 
folk song, right? And it's nuts. I love it. But it is specifically the Song of Triumph. And whenever my family hears the Song of Triumph playing upstairs, they cheer because they know Dad just sent off a project and I'm going to be really happy. Knocking out short fiction, it makes you feel like a winner. Yeah, it's good for your self-esteem. It's it's great for your self-esteem. Yeah, whereas a novel takes... You know, even if you're cruising along, a novel takes four to six months. Well, when I finished the first draft of Servants of War, I believe, I believe the the text I sent you was was that meme of Frodo from uh, from the end of Lord of the Rings, where he's just like beaten and battered and terrible, <laughs> and he's like, "It is finished, it is done." Yep. Because honestly, that's how I feel when well, I finish a book. It was a hundred thousand words. You think about a short story, you said 5,000 words. Yeah, it's a little bit longer. So it's the equivalent of writing 20 short stories. Yeah. Well, and there were so many aspects in that book where I went, okay, I'm going to leave a gap here. I know Larry's going to fill here. I'm going to leave this here. I know Larry's going to fill here. I'm going to put a comment here because I know I know Larry's going to want to look at this. And there's so much, there's so much involved in that. Um, now, again, just... I'm going to take a quick break and I'm going to, I'm going to explain to you exactly kind of where, where the, we use the word short stories or novellas or novelettes and blah, blah, blah. We should probably lay some groundwork. Okay. Short stories in general, anything up to 7,500 words. Okay. Okay. Novelette, basically going up towards 20. Novella. Anything going up towards whatever people consider a novel these days. They used to say 40,000 words, I've always but heard... if you're writing adult fiction, 40,000 words is, is not a novel. That's nothing. Yeah, I've always heard no- novellas are lumped into like the 20,000 range. Most of the yeah. novellas I've done have been 20K. So the... Which works out to about four hours for an audio book. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've written, gosh, I've written some novellas that are in the 20 to 40 range, but again... You and I primarily write for adults, um, although I, I write for I write for YA. Young adult novels novels tend to be sixty to seventy five thousand words, which is pretty short. Because in regular genre fiction novels, tend to be a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Hundred uh, fantasy novels are one twenty minimum. Yeah, like all my fantasy novels are about one twenty to one forty, but I have some two hundreds. Yeah, which so they're is pretty fat. So they're long. So, so and again, then the big doorstopper fat novels that you see, oh my heavens. like your Brandon Sanderson's, Three, your Robert Jordan's. Yeah, 300 to 350. Yeah, 300,000 words. And so on, on a page, when you're writing a manuscript, if you set your manuscript to be double spaced, um, you're going to get roughly 250 words per, per typed page. Yeah, you'll notice okay. the writers, we always use word count, not page count. Yeah. Because in short fiction, how do we get paid, Larry? By word the count. word. Well, plus page count is very misleading too. Because if you write something with like a lot of pithy dialogue, um, you can have a, you can have a hundred words on a page. Oh yeah. Or if you're James Patterson, you can have three words on a page. Yeah. And that's like four chapters somehow. <laughs> so, so when we, when we start throwing around these, these terms, you know, short story, novelette, yada, yada, yada. You kind of know where we're talking about. There is one other category, and that's like really, really, really short fiction. That's flash fiction. Yeah, flash fiction. I've done that's, a little bit of that. I've done a little bit. Um, actually, one of my favorite stories is flash. But it's, you know, that's typically under 1,500 words. Yeah. You're, you're in, you're out, you're done. It's just a couple pages. Yeah, it's boom, nothing. Boom, boom. So anyway, short fiction. Again, the benefits are you get in, you get out, 
you're done, especially with short stories. Yeah. Um, There's a huge disadvantage to short stories, though. And what, what's that? Money. Money. Yep. That's the big thing. It's... How many people do you know that make a living off of short stories, Larry? Zero. Exactly. Uh, literally zero. And I know some of the best, most prolific uh, short fiction writers in the business. As do I. And you just, you don't make a living at it. No. They do it to, uh, you know, supplement their $5 foot long habit or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you can make a little bit of money off a short story, especially when you're starting out like uh, like my daughter, you know, is a college student right now. So she, and she's published and she's just published short story. But if she makes 500 or $700 off a short story, that's huge for her. Which is quite a bit. For, for you know, a college student, you know, renting an apartment with a bunch of roommates, that's a big deal. Yeah. Whereas, you know, grown adults with mortgages... Think of how many short stories, you know, you're making 500, 700 bucks for a short story. Think of how many short stories you'd have to sell in a month to pay your mortgage. Well, and it, it ain't going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. And it's really hard. And there's not that many short story markets to not sell. Not anymore. Money. Though, I will say um, one of the only benefits to Kickstarter as an entity, because I think they're dirtbags, <laughs> is um, is the kind of the, the, the this surge in people and publishers, small, large, whatever, being able to put together short story anthologies on the fly. Yeah. There, there is a benefit been, there. There has been a surge of those. And because I, I love short story collections. And I whether, participated in a few of those oh, yeah, too and I like the idea. As have I. In fact, I think we've been in some of the same ones. Yeah. Um, but I love short story collections, whether it's from a conglomerate of a whole bunch of different authors or it's a collection of short stories from one person like your own. Um, or like, I think I have one coming out, you know, in the fall of 2021 this year, I have a, a short story collection coming out and, uh, it's called what Hellhound stream, just so you know. Oh, anyway, cool. um, I love those. I love reading short stories because I, I really enjoy anthologies a lot, you know, and, and, you know, when you go in, it's okay. You're not going to like every story by every author in there or every story by the one author. If it's one of those, yeah. you know, you're not going to like that. However, I love reading them because, and, and I remember doing this when I was younger, um, specifically with, you know, s some of those old Star Wars anthologies. Oh, yeah. Or some of those old Writers of the Future anthologies. I remember the, uh, I, I love picking up anthologies, a bunch of different authors in them. And when, this is actually one of the, the parts that's actually financially valuable. Yeah. Is that you're in an anthology with a bunch of other authors. If you are one of the stories that the reader likes then they will check out your name and buy your books. Now, as a, as a young author, as a new author like I am, um, I, I can't overstate how important that is to me. Yeah. So um, I'm thinking specifically of the Monster Hunter anthology that you put together a few years ago, a couple Which, years ago. Which, for the record, I think is possibly the best paying short story anthology that I have ever heard of. Uh, it's insane. Oh, yeah. So just when I say an, a short story is don't pay... That's not true for the Monster Hunter anthology, but it's, but it's an aberration. <laughs> However, you still can't pay your you still can't pay your rent. No, no, you can't. But I mean, over the last few years, you, I mean, I think we've made several thousand dollars. We, yeah, I've I've made. The, gosh, I'll, to, I'll be I'll be just totally frank. I, I don't I don't care about people knowing my numbers. Three grand. I think I've made about three grand off that short story after after the, like for the five or seven hundred bucks you got up yeah, front. Yeah. So I've made quite a bit off that short story, okay, that, which guys, is insane. That's an anomaly. I can count. I, I I have 60 short stories, so I've been in a ton of anthologies. I can count on the fingers of one hand the number of anthologies have paid me royalties afterwards. Yeah, for me it's two. 
two short stories yeah. of all the ones I've written that have paid me legit royalties. I think I've got like five maybe, and of those, most of them are chump change. Yeah. So the one thing that I always try to do, and, and I hope that, that new readers, you try to do the same thing. Larry and I talk, we, we've talked briefly, well, not briefly, but we, we had a whole, a whole episode about whether you are treating this as a hobby or you're treating this as a business. And I think that when you treat this as a business, you tend to co- go at it with a little bit more seriousness. You know, you get your game face on. And when I, I remember when Larry approached me um, for the Monster Hunter anthology, and he told me who all was in it. We had some big names. You got to understand. There's a lot of big dogs in there. Jim Butcher's in there. Uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Mayberry. Mayberry's in there. Um, gosh, who else is in there? Sarah. Hoyt, Sarah Jessica Sarah's in there. Day George, Faith Hunter. Oh gosh, I forgot about Faith in there. Good uh, grief. Um, I mean, there are so many. There's so many. Bi- oh, uh, Jody. Jody's Jody Lanai, John Ringo. We had like. Uh, it was insane. It was like seven or eight New York Times bestsellers. And then there's me. Okay. Well, and I'm and I'm I'm the I'm the schlub. Well, right? I mixed it up. So I had I had I yeah. had different levels of people. You yeah. Know, as an editor, that's what you're, you you want to you want to get kind of a broad selection of of writers. But there is an intimidation factor to being that author. And that's that's one of the lower ones. Yeah. And you're going in the scene you're, you're you're saying, "Holy crap, I'm in an anthology with freaking Jim Butcher and Jonathan Mayberry, two guys who I look up to a lot. We like to refer to it as team and more, because you know on the cover it has the, yeah. the names of all the yes. headliners. Oh, yeah. And, and, and more. So it's like That's Jim me. Butcher, Jonathan Mayberry, Faith Hunter, and, and more. more. Yeah, I'm, I'm, on, I'm, I'm fairly, uh, I'm, I'm pretty squarely in that, in that team. Um, but I took it as an opportunity, because I look in there and I, and I say, there, there's two thoughts that I have. One is, just don't be the worst story. Just don't be the worst story. Yeah. If I'm the if I'm not the worst story, I'm good to go. But then the other thing, and that's and this is when you set your goal a little higher, and that's what if what if I can write a story that people say my name alongside oh, yeah. Jim Butcher and Jonathan Mayberry. That's a good feeling. And and so I remember, you know, uh, you know, we'll, Larry and I often, and you, you hear this in the kind of the writing and the art community is. You don't get paid in exposure bucks, um, but every now and then, yeah. there's a little there. There's some exposure bucks that come with this that are pretty dang valuable. Short fiction is one of those things where you can make a little bit of money on it. Like uh, you know, pro rates five cents a word. Um, like it's six, six. It's not, it's not good. Who knows? Sifwa changes the rules and they're ridiculous. Yeah, and Sifwa sucks. We could have a whole episode of how much Sifwa sucks. It's how useless it is. Yeah. But uh, but pro rate's not really super high. So figure you're going to not clear a ton of money for off the short story. And so really, anytime you're accepting anthology offers, you got to weigh it and say, is this worth my time? And the biggest question really is, who's going to read this? Who's going to read my story and see that I am a good writer and then go buy the rest of my stuff? Yep. And it's good practice. Like we talked about in our very first episode, how we like fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it was our second episode. But we talked about because that's a great way to learn. And writing short fiction and actually getting paid for it is a wonderful way to learn the craft. All right, we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to shift our focus to long fiction and a lot of the benefits and stuff that we see, mainly getting paid. So we'll be back in a sec. A half-century-old curse lies over the small community of Bridgewater ever since Sarah Chase died in a car accident during a teen angst-driven game of chicken back in 1962. She perished in the backseat of a 1961 Impala, 
accompanied by a group of boys who called themselves the Big Four. She screamed as the car careened through a guardrail and plunged into the icy river water beneath. The four boys survived. Sarah did not. Teenagers still race and party at the Milvian Bridge where Sarah's car went over, especially on the anniversary of her death in hopes of catching a glimpse of her unsettled ghost. But the partying teenagers of Bridgewater don't know that in life, Sarah belonged to a group of teenage girls who practiced witchcraft. They don't know that Sarah seeks to use her powers from the grave to avenge her unrequited vendetta. They don't know that Stan Corliss, the driver of the Impala that terrible night and the unpronounced protector of Bridgewater, has passed away, freeing Sarah to unleash her anger. Dead Girl by Craig Nibo is available on Amazon and is free for Kindle Unlimited subscribers. Pick up your copy today. All right, we're back, everyone. Thank you for rejoining us. So we were talking a lot about short stories, Larry. So what I want to do, and, and there's a couple other points that I think you and I want to hit when it comes to short fiction. Um, well, and some of the some of the of things stuff, that yeah, most of our stuff is about novels. Yeah, we talk primarily about novels because, again, our aim for you and for ourselves is to get paid. And frankly, n- novels is where you're going to get paid. Novels is the only way you're going to make a living at this. So, just to start, that is the big benefit to writing a novel. Absolutely, is monies paying the bills. Um, so in we've talked previously. Um, depending on what order you decide to listen to our episodes in. Um, if, you're, if you're going along chronologically, we've already talked about the business of writing, um, some of the, ba- the basic kind of business principles. And one of those is the idea of how much money you're getting for a novel, you know, the idea of the advance, the idea of royalties. Um, short stories, again, you're getting hopefully a few hundred to five or $600 per story. Novels, you're getting hopefully... Even in the beginning, you're getting several thousand. Yeah, and if that novel has legs, you're getting paid for it forever. Um, I mean, I have books that have been out for 12, 11 years now, and I'm still making good, consistent money off them. Short fiction, no, it's pretty much one and done 99% of the time. Until you are prolific enough and famous enough that you can bind it all together into a collection, and then you basically sell it as a book, and then you can collect royalties on that. But even then, those don't sell quite as well no. as your novels. The, the, the audience for short fiction is much smaller yeah. than the audience for novels. Yeah, I think I, I, I find, and, and look, as much as, as, and as I said before, as much as I love reading short fiction when it comes to getting a taste of an idea or getting a taste of, of an author and what they do, um, I always go back to novels yeah. because I want a long, fully developed story. Yeah. I want to be able to, to get into the head of, of your Owen Pitts, of, uh, of whoever. Um, you know, it's interesting how many, how many very famous novels started out as short stories, though, mm-hmm. um, where the author took an idea and experimented with it. And uh, I believe Ender's Game was a Ender's novel. Game was that way. Yeah, Ender's Game was that way. Shoot, uh, Brad Torgerson's first was. Oh, yeah. Um, Chaplin's, Chaplin's War, War. Was, yeah. it was, a, was a short story that uh, Brad turned into a novel. Yeah. And, and I find personally, that's what I end up doing with a lot of short stories is, is I'm using them as ground to see, like, do I like this, this character in this world enough to, to spend quite a bit of time in 
yep. and hopefully get paid. Well, the very first thing I ever wrote in Son of the Black Sword, which has turned into, or the Saga of the Forgotten Warriors, turned into one of my, my second biggest series now. It's done really well. But the very first thing that existed there was a short story that later turned into a chapter just in the middle of the book. It was just a, a thought experiment. Um, so it's a really good way to get in, play around in the world, see if it works for you, play with those ideas, and then go from there. Yeah, and, you know, once you get into that realm of long fiction, that's where, gosh, that, that's where it, it becomes a whole different discipline. You're planning so much more. Yeah. Unless, unless you're writing tie-in fiction for, for a certain company we both wrote for. And my, <laughs> my outline for my, for my short story was like 4,000 words. Yeah, that's, that's IP writing. We'll go into that in another episode. That's a whole weird thing. But in general, like, if I'm writing a short story, I, I, I don't, I'm not planning anything. No. I'm just getting in. I'm getting out. The thing about short stories, guys, you got to be efficient with your time. Um, so you're not going to put the effort in to do as much research. You're not going to do as much planning. Uh, I remember we had the episode where we talked about outlining versus, uh, discovery writing. Yeah. Honestly, outlining on a short story, my outline for a short story is a paragraph. Yeah. You know, I'm actually a big fan of the novella in size, but unfortunately the novella is, is not a lot of markets for novellas. No, there's really not. You I, know the I've... one place I've done really well with novellas? Audible. Yeah. Audible exclusives. Tom Stranger and uh, and now you're Lost uh, Planet, Lost Planet, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I think, I think if you are, and I'm thinking specifically of of our friend Brandon, um, yeah. The some of the few novellas that Brandon has written have become extremely successful financially because, I mean, he's so freaking ridiculously popular that he can sell that stuff without without any big deal. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, him. You, um, you know, it, it all comes down to the novel at, at some point, the novel, the series, the big chunk of, of story that people are hungry to get and they come back for more and more and more every year. Um, and, and I think that that is the, I don't know, I, I think that that's the, the realm that most authors should go to if they want to take this seriously and treat it like a business. Yeah. Now, one thing that's actually on that, though, has helped me be a better novel writer is if you think of a short story as basically a scene or two, mm-hmm. and the main thing about you when you're writing a short story is you have to accomplish a whole lot in very little space. That said, if you could take that skill set of being able to tell a lot of story and very fast, you can then transfer that into a novel because a novel really is just a whole bunch of short stories connected, you know? Uh, it's basically 25 short stories is a novel. Um, if you think about it that way, it's just your short story is just a scene or two. Yeah. And you're introducing stuff quick. You There's the old saying about, you know, in, late, out, early. Yeah. Kind uh, of the old screenwriting. Yeah. You don't need trick. to show everything. Right. You just need to establish. Boom, boom, boom. There's your stuff. Get out. Yeah. You know, I always I always look at it as, again, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a character uh, driven writer. And so I always look at the short story as how quick can I make you care about this person? Yeah. And, and oftentimes that's putting them in, getting into a scene that's, that's already, you know, you know, already going on. There's some filmmaking term that's some foreign language. I don't remember what it says in media <laughs> res or something like that. Is it in media res? Oh yeah. Cause it starts when the action is already going on. Yeah. So you get in there 
and I and I want to to be able to make the the reader care about that character so quickly that they're already in within within a paragraph. Yeah. How how quick can I do it? And the funny thing is, is you know most people will talk about that in terms of like that's a short story skill, that's a short story skill, right? However, I mean we, we do the same thing in novels. I think it's I think it's one of those things where it's it's more necessary in short stories. Well, yeah. But it's a good skill to have in the novel, unless you're going all languid and slow. But I'm not. That's not my thing. <laughs> okay, so so if if that's one of the skills from short stories that we think we can translate over into um, long fiction, as we say, into novels, what are some of the skills from long fiction that go back the other way? That's a good question. That is a really good question, actually. Hmm. You know, I I think. I think what it comes down to it is it's the idea of, well, of idea development. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, you know, when we write long fiction, we have all the time in the world, more or less, you know, for, for lack of a better term. We, we have so much time to get something on the page. But there is, there is this, okay, I'm developing an idea here. I'm developing a character. I'm developing a story. And I have all this time. But all that same skill... You should put it into short fiction. You're just squishing it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably about, I think, I think the world building that you do in a novel gives you so much more opportunities. I would think that the skill would actually translate over is the more novels you've written, the more big world building you've done, the faster and easier it's going to be to do the small world building because you've got those tools that you know how to ask those questions uh, that we've talked about before. If this, then what? Yep. You know, and also the other thing too, that for short stories, I've done a lot of short stories when well, this is one where the novels help the short stories where I've written short stories are basically um, set in one of my novel universes where I'll be writing the book and there'll be an incident or something I refer to that sounds really awesome or a side character, but there's no chance to develop them in that novel. They don't it's just, fit. It's just not the place. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, I'll go back to, again, my, my short story for you in the Monster Hunter. Oh, yeah, some great characters, the, the you know, Vatican combat exorcist. Yeah, Guterres, right? Yep. I remember reading him in Nemesis and going, ah, oh, dang, this is such a cool character. And yet, I mean, that guy, I, I, I doubt he had more than 3,000 words of screen time in Nemesis. Yeah, probably. You know? And then I went ahead and wrote a 7,500-word mm. short story mm-hmm. for you in that world. Yep. Um, and, it, and if we're keeping score folks. Um, it turns out that, that my goal of being called one of the better short stories in that in that anthology totally worked. Yeah, it was um, actually one of the more popular ones in there. It is. With some really heavy hitters. And, you know, and I, I get asked about it at cons pretty frequently. But again, like Larry said, that's that's a that's a character that didn't have the room or it wasn't appropriate for Larry to be growing that character in there. And so I, I took the opportunity to do it for him yeah. in, in a short fiction universe. Yeah. Uh, Tanya, Princess of the Elves, uh, was is a very, very, very popular character who got developed in a short story outside of the novels. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's what's actually interesting. So, so short stories, that's one where they go kind of hand in hand. Uh, the Testimony of the Traitor Ratul uh, is one of my favorite short stories that I've done. And uh, same kind of thing. So it's just a side character from Son of the Black Sword gets developed in another place. I, I thought of something that i got to plug one person, though, because you're talking about heavy hitters mm-hmm. hitting above your weight class. Yeah. T-Man more. 
Noor Fatel with yeah. Hinkley. Yeah. Okay, so great. my daughter did a story for Noor Fatel. Um, that, that's the other anthology I've been in where I've gotten paid royalties. Yeah, that was, it's funny because all my, all, all my things have paid royalties. We should do more. Uh, we, I like getting paid. We are doing more. Uh, so, uh, but I'm, I had so we had remember we couldn't we filled up the first one and we had like thirty six people left over, yeah. so we're doing two more. Yeah. Um, but uh, so Hinkley did a story and keep in mind when she wrote this she was like sixteen no seventeen years old. Yeah, and uh, she wrote this story and she's in this anthology with me, uh, Laurel K Hamilton, David, David Weber, Weber, yeah, huge big name authors, uh, really talented people. And Casey Ezell actually edited Hinkley. That way I wouldn't edit her because it'd be like, you know, nepotism. Yeah. And so we had Casey edited Hinkley. Uh, Hinkley's story is uh, probably the highest reviewed and most talked about story in that entire anthology, beating out me, Laurel, David, mm-hmm. all these really good authors. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, there there are so many great authors in that collection. And yet, it's the it's the team and more. That gets that gets mentioned yep. in that, which is interesting, and that's though. great. That's I mean, first of all, from a sales perspective, yeah, that's super great publicity for a for a short story collection where where even the people that you've never heard of are killing it. Well, and the thing is, though, for her career wise, that was good for her because she's coming into this as she's a she's a fairly famous author's daughter, and so right off the bat, this is a chance for her to she proved that she's got her own chops mm-hmm. and her own skills, and it got her enough attention. That she has offers of all the work she could want, but she's a college student right now, getting a CS major, so she's pretty busy yeah. uh, working her way through school. However, should she, when she gets back into it, she has no shortage of people who are willing to look at anything she turns into, just because that short story indicated to the market that she's got the skills. Well, in, in short stories is what got me in the door with Bane. Yeah, it was you that. Were in it was my. It was my anthologies. Yeah, my first one was my giant monster anthology or yeah, my giant the, monster story. The kaiju, the mm-hmm. kaiju one. Yeah, um, and that's a whole different story. I was that story was supposed to be in a different anthology, and they forgot about me. Yep. And so their loss was totally my gain because, because you that, sold it to a much. I sold it to one. Bane. Yeah. Um, which is the one I did for the kaiju anthology? Actually, yeah, got we were in, nominated that for uh, that pre- prestigious blind judging award. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because my critics hate me, and so whenever like uh, so every now and then there's a con, but they just hate my name. So they 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 don't they don't ever actually read me. They just hate me. And so one time one of my short stories is the kaiju sam versus samurai yeah. Tony Badalino story, and um, I wrote that and it got submitted to that hundred uh, best s- stories of the year contest. Yeah. But it's all blind judge. So they take the author's name off, and the judges, several of whom hate me. Put it up as one of the one of the finalists for best story of the year. Well, my story. I can only there, imagine how they felt when they saw who wrote it. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, and my story in that collection was the one that was nominated for that award that used to mean something. Yeah. Uh huh. I remember that. So, you know, the 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 point the point that I want to make here is, again, you can you can come at your writing career from any way you want. You can. Often you hear people say, no, start in short fiction. That's a great way to, to, to get some skill. Or, or, or they're like, you know what, just, just do long fiction because that's what pays the bills. And both are correct. It's both, they're both are fine. Um, I think Larry and I agree, though, that um, if you're doing one, you really should be trying to do the other one, because, especially if you're trying to be serious as an author. Yeah. That is where those two skills complement each other so well and oftentimes open doors for you that you didn't have previously opened. Um, I, I mean, for me, it's very obvious to me 
that that being able to have some short fiction taken here and there um, opened a lot of doors to where um, you know Bain and and Tony specifically were comfortable with me writing a book with you. Yeah. Um, if if I didn't if I was some schlub nobody that didn't have any stories anywhere, you know Tony probably would have hesitated more um, and maybe even said no because she didn't know who the frick I was. Um, but look. Guys, there's no there's no wrong way to do this, and there are so many great benefits to writing both. Um, and you will win fans by writing either and or both, whatever, however you however you want to say that. So, you know, I I love short fiction. I love reading short fiction. I love writing short fiction. Um, and long fiction is its own beast, but. That's that's where I get to actually tell like big stories. So I think we'll leave you there. Um, thank you all so much for your support, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Take it easy. Writer Dojo is Steve Diamond and Larry Correa, produced by Jack Wilder and Baron Hair Studios. Theme song, Word Mercenaries, by Craig Nivo. New episodes come out every Wednesday wherever you stream your content. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can help support us by going to anchor.fm slash writerdojo, by leaving us a five-star rating or review, and by helping to spread the word. All questions and comments can be emailed to questions at writerdojo.com. You don't get paid in exposure bucks?